Hi, I'm Callie. I'm Clarissa. And I'm Isha. And we're Best Buds. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Best Buds. Since school has been starting up again, we wanted to take the time to do an episode on self-care because it's important to stay balanced and take good care of ourselves, even as our lives get busier and more stressful. So what is self-care? I feel like it's this very elusive concept that everyone says and touts, but no one really knows exactly what it is. So we're going to try and solve that mystery today. (laughs) So I saw maybe it was a YouTube video, maybe a podcast, I'm not sure. But it was like self-care is taking care of yourself like you would a child or someone that you love. So it's like not always letting yourself do whatever you want because sometimes you've got to be tough on yourself because it's good for you, especially in the long run. Like when you think about it, you know, kids, they don't want to do homework, but they got to. They don't want to eat broccoli, but they got to. And in the same vein, you don't always want to work out, but sometimes you just got to do it. But it's also knowing like when to be nice to yourself and be compassionate, like buy yourself that ice cream once in a while. And especially when you need it, like if you if you want to catch up on sleep after a whole week of all nighters, like sleep till noon. Who cares? Like that that is self care. <laughs> I saw a college humor video actually like yesterday, so the day before we're recording this podcast, and it was talking about how like self care justifies being a bad person. And like obviously they were joking. It was like a satirical video, but I feel like sometimes this is the mindset. Like you know, self care justifies doing anything even if it's bad for you but I feel like that's why what Callie said is important because I think part of self-care is self-understanding like knowing when to push yourself and when to give yourself a break also as a preface for this whole episode I saw a meme that was like the line between self-care and self-destruction is a fine one but god do I walk it hard (laughs) and like to be honest is this episode on self-care or self-destruction you decide (laughs) I think that's a good point to make. And I feel like the whole thing with having that mindset about um, self-care justifying you making poor decisions, like I feel like we always reference the model minority myth, but it's a huge part of our identities. And I really do be. (laughs) We have, a lot of us have this really unhealthy definition of productivity. I know I can speak for myself, like if I'm not doing something productive all the time, then I feel guilty or I feel bad about myself. And it's okay to bum out a little bit and watch a movie that you've been meaning to watch or read a book that's been sitting on your nightstand or even take a nap if you're feeling out of it. You have to listen to your body and listen to yourself because even if your work consists of things that you're really passionate about or interested in, that work becomes like inherently unenjoyable or stressful when you just don't take breaks and you're constantly working at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah there's definitely a lot of overlap between the model minority myth and the prestige culture and like how hard we push ourselves essentially but talking about self-care also reminded me of a few tiktok accounts i found Callie. um <laughs> Ellie, Callie, i'm sorry for referencing tiktok like all the time now but these accounts are largely focused on self-care and what they call like holistic health and just from what i've seen i feel like a lot of them like started out on a dieting or working out journey to try to get healthy but then somewhere along the way like realized that like mental and emotional and spiritual health is just as important as physical health they talk a lot about things like eating clean and working out and drinking like three gallons of water a day like some crazy amount of water a day 
but also about like setting daily intentions and meditating and doing yoga and chakras and stuff and like sometimes it gets into stuff that I don't really understand but I really like how they emphasize that like physical and mental health often overlap and like in the next section when we were outlining this episode we divided it into physical and then emotional and mental self-care but I feel like it's really hard to distinguish because they do often tie into each other you know Okay, so now we're going to talk about different aspects of our self-care routines, if we have one. I don't really know if I have one, but um, yeah, and we're also going to talk about where our routines need improvement in different areas of self-care, so both the physical side and the mental-emotional side. So let's start out with physical self-care. What do you guys do to, you know, keep yourself healthy and in a good mindset physically? Um, I take a lot of naps because I'm really like I'm not good at sleeping therefore I have to sleep during the day and lately I've been trying to fix my sleep schedule but I've been very very inconsistent with it. I'll wake up at 7 one day and then fall asleep at like 1 a.m that day and then wake up at 10 the next so it's like you know I try my best but it's not it's not working and also because like I physically cannot fall asleep before 1 a.m now like I don't know why and this is like really bad, but I always wake up in the middle of the night, like multiple times, and I'll go on my phone and reply to text or scroll through Instagram half asleep. And I don't know why I do it. <laughs> it's very bad for me, but like both for my eyesight and for my like sleep quality. But um, it's it's become a habit now. <laughs> like I'm just really bad texting. at sleeping. Yeah. It's really funny though when I like wake up the next morning and I try to decipher like what the heck I was saying. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to start sending you messages so that you'll respond to them and I can get an insight into your subconscious. <laughs> that's, so, that's so scary. What the heck? <laughs> Probe Callie. <laughs> I feel like it's more like I just get a bunch of like random letters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's about it. Uh, I also take a lot of naps though. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like, I feel like, like, Callie, if sometimes I feel like it would be better self-care if I just fixed my sleep entirely and, like, removed the need for a nap, but also, even when I'm not tired, I'll go nap anyway, because I need a break. Like, over the summer, I was sleeping, like, nine hours a night, and I would still nap in the afternoon, because yeah. just naps are just nice, and sometimes you're bored, and you're just like, you know, I'm gonna go take a nap right now. <laughs> also, um, this kind of ties back to what you guys were talking about with, like, prestige culture and productivity, but, like, and this is not self-care at all, but, like, I think in quarantine, a nap is low-key the only way I let myself take breaks now, because otherwise I feel like I'm wasting time. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely the opposite for me. Like, I waste time all the time. I'll just, like, lie on top of my bed and scroll through my phone. And being at home is definitely weird because there's very little because there's very little difference between doing work and like resting because I spend literally all day in my same very small room. Um, you know, whereas in college, I'd be at the library to work and then come back to my dorm to chill. So now I'll just like, like I'm at my desk, I'm sitting, I'm working, I'm in the flow. And I look at my bed and I'm like, you know what? A nap sounds really nice right now. So I'm just <laughs> go take a nap. The very little self-control. <laughs> Yeah, that physical separation in college was what let me take breaks because there's like a mental separation yeah. with the physical separation. But at home, I feel like I'm in the place where I work. So I'm like constantly stressed, but then I don't want to constantly be working because that's not healthy. So yeah, I feel like 
recently I've tried like moving around my house to like change the scenery so I'll be like yeah I'll pretend that the kitchen's the library and I'll like walk with my stuff to the kitchen. <laughs> that's so <laughs> cute but it's not it doesn't work because you know the couch is right there we have a blanket <laughs> on top of the couch and so there are these blankets that we bought from India and I don't know what it is about those blankets but they're just so soft and like warm and nap inducing that you put so enticing. over and you can't get up it's just impossible <laughs> so I feel like that's really dangerous but I also used to have a really terrible sleep schedule like I think a lot of people can attest to that I would always sleep late and then get up super late and I because I always thought I was the most productive in the afternoon I thought that worked for me but it turns out that I'm actually really focused in the morning like one time, actually during quarantine, I woke up to go to the climbing gym at like 5.30 because I wanted to go early because I had a meeting um, later in the morning. But then my mom also woke up and there was like a little spat. So I ended up not going, but I couldn't go back to sleep. So I just did some work and I was pretty focused since nobody was up yet and it was really peaceful. So now I try and wake up pretty early and I really like those two hours in the morning where no one else in my family is awake. And I have that time to myself and you can see the sun sort of peeking out through your window as you're doing stuff. But then you can also afford yourself a nap too, because I used to be a serial napper in college, <laughs> as a lot of people again can attest to. But now I really only try and take a couple naps a week since I like the way my sleep schedule is working and I don't really want to mess it up by napping too much throughout the day. So yeah. See, I really admire that you like fixed your sleep schedule and stuck to and stuck <laughs> to it for like a long period of time because number one, I can't do that. Number two, like naps, I don't know, naps just feel better than actual sleep to me. Yeah. No, they definitely <laughs> do. I feel like for naps sure. are like an entertainment, you know? If it's not just like <laughs> sleep. Um, no, like there's this one specific time of the day where those the the afternoon sun is like streaming through my window and that's like mm. when the sun perfectly hits the bed and if you get into bed <laughs> and nap then like the sun is like on your face but it's like really warm and golden Aww. and like it just feels perfect that is the perfect <laughs> time to nap in my room if someone ever wants to you're like a cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know you really are you're like an old lady and a cat wrapped in one <laughs> <laughs> oh no my true colors are being revealed <laughs> Okay, moving on from sleep, working out. Um, I'm very proud of this. I'm going to flex. I've actually, like, since quarantine started, I've actually been working out more consistently than I have since, like, seventh grade, which I'm very impressed about because <laughs> I, like, throughout the years, from seventh grade until now, I would always, like, have these bursts of motivation to work out once in a while, but it would last for, like, three days, and then I'd stop. So, like, the fact that I'm working out consistently is... Go, go Cali, yes. Go Cali. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of just started for the heck of it. Like I was doing this 30-day abs challenge. And then I started working out with some elegant people. Honestly, I had a good time doing that. So we'd work out pretty much every day around the same time. So I definitely like built in that habit over the month or two months that we did it together. And I think it's different this time around because number one, I found a form of exercise that I genuinely enjoy. Like at school, I'd literally just go run on the treadmills and it was quite boring. But now I'll like scroll through YouTube and find a good like 20 minute hit workout or like Pilates, you know, 
And I'm also definitely putting a more of a mental emphasis on it, especially when we had to do it every day at the same time. And I had to like stay accountable to my friends. But now that we're not doing it all together anymore, I'm definitely a lot more flexible with myself. Like I work out whenever I want to do the type of exercise I want to. And I like actually like have the desire to work out a lot more frequently than I would have expected. So I kind of just go with the flow. And also, like, I was posting about this on my, on my Instagram story the other day, but I really want new workout clothes because I feel like that would motivate me so much, but they're also so expensive. And now being on Team Recycloth is making me feel guilty about, like, <laughs> buying clothes and contributing to the goddamn awful wasteful fashion industry. So, like, I'm going to make a deal with myself. So I have to work out five to six times each week for the next month before I can buy new workout clothes. And I'm on, on a good track. In September, I've worked out five times each week so far so like yes okay, we're, we're, we're going there <laughs> yeah like that type of deal with myself is another form of motivation definitely mm, I feel like working out is something I've always wanted to get into and yeah like I've had these like bursts of physical activity for like a month or maybe a few months and then I get lazy and I give up and I forget about it for like a year so I feel like it's one of the hardest things to like work into my routine because it's not like sleep because it's like sleep is enjoyable you know like I hate sweating I hate pain also it's like time consuming to exercise because then I'm like gross and I have to shower yeah and just like true. I don't want to deal with it so I think it's something I have to force myself into and I have to like work it in but I also have no self-discipline but like we said, part of self-care is forcing yourself to do things that are good for you. Mm-hmm. And what you said about time, like definitely over quarantine, since I've had so much more time, like to myself, it's been a lot easier to work it in. Whereas at school, I could definitely see myself like prioritizing so many other things over working out and then just skipping for three weeks at a time, you know? Yeah, Definitely. I want to start an ab challenge though. I did it last year before with someone else, but I think it's time to do it again. I'm going to make Sydney do it with me. Uh, so like Kylie said, I want to make this like a habit or routine, even if it's only like 10 minutes every day. Yeah. Um, it's good to build like working out into your daily routine, but literally the only form of exercise for me has been rock climbing in the SpongeBob letters. <laughs> it's it's honestly one of the best things in my life right now. And I feel like I wouldn't get out of the house and actually like be around other people if it weren't for the climbing gym. And I feel like having a sport or activity that makes me want to work out and motivates me to get other stuff done to make time for that sport is really great. Um, Honestly, I think the best thing about climbing is that it's a really good form of physical exercise because you have that endurance factor, you have that muscle toning factor. <laughs> it's also such a good mental break for me because I can just go to the climbing gym and play my music and climb and forget about my schoolwork and ex- external stressors. And people at the climbing gym are really nice, so it's also easy to make conversation with people. And that's nice for my mental health because I feel like I haven't been able to talk to strangers or meet new people or have that part of my brain work. Um, outside of my house or outside of quarantine and mm-hmm. it's also really cool to have climbs that you've been working on and actually see yourself make progress and progress is really small like even if there have been some climbs that I couldn't even start at the beginning but then getting one move on them is closer to the top and I think that's really rewarding so it's been really therapeutic for me in a lot of ways um, not just physical which I think is good for um, exercise to be like 
a form of physical self-care, but also in a way a form of mental self-care too. Mm-hmm. Kind of going off of that vein, I've started playing volleyball a lot more and not like seriously, it's just for fun. You want to play but, volleyball with me? Yes, yes, <laughs> please. I'm down for volleyball with anyone. But I've been playing a lot with Eugene and then with Anthony and I don't have a volleyball of my own or at least not a, like a decent one. So I've always had to rely on other people to like play with me. But now Eugene let me borrow his volleyball. So I am definitely planning on like going out to the elementary school and just like hitting at the wall. It's really fun, especially like hanging out with Eugene and just playing volleyball and talking about life. So yeah, that's also something that I've been enjoying a lot lately. And then going back to what Isha was saying about like rock climbing being therapeutic in more ways than one. Yes, that's a perfect example of the overlap between physical and emotional mental health. Um, And I wanted to put this in here because I feel like food and like working out also do have a very like mental aspect to it too, especially for females in today's society and our intense pressure on physical appearances as we have talked about in our Instagram episode. Um, So I feel like working out and dieting can definitely lead down a very scary rabbit hole. So I think it's really important to have a healthy mentality when it comes to working out. And now that I've been kind of like diving more into like the fitness media, social media, TikTok, YouTuber kind of side, you know, there are definitely some channels or fitness influencers who focus a lot like on physical appearance. For example, Emmy Wong, like I like her workouts, but she's always like, you know, you got to look good at the beach. So keep working hard on those abs or posting like how to get abs in five days, which just like is not realistic and focuses on the wrong things. So I really like blogilates and those um, aforementioned TikTok accounts <laughs> because they emphasize. <laughs> sorry, Clarissa's like shaking her head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they emphasize the idea that like you should be working out because you love yourself and not because you hate yourself. And Blogilates is always talking about, you know, you're not working out to achieve a certain look or a certain body. You're working out to feel stronger. And I'm like, yes, I'm here for that mentality because it's about like taking care of yourself and trying to, and trying to push yourself to be the best version that you can be. So I'm not like judging other people for why they're working out or anything. I just think it's really important to have a healthy mentality about it because it can definitely lead down a very, very dark path. Yeah, for sure. And then you mentioned food while you were talking about it, which I think food is also a part of self-care. And Mm -hmm. so we included a section on this too. So for me, honestly, I've been pretty good about eating regularly. Like I have always been pretty good about it. And I think it's because my parents have always put a big emphasis on like family meals and also at eating at the same time every day because my dad really cares about those like circadian rhythms and he's like I have to eat at exactly seven every day otherwise it's gonna disrupt my digestive system (laughs) so yeah I sometimes do skip breakfast though but only if I sleep through it I don't know what it is about me but I physically can't function unless I've eaten three meals a snack and some form of dessert (laughs) like I swear to god that I just I can't get through my day without having three meals, a snack, and a dessert. And my family doesn't eat breakfast. Like, they just don't eat breakfast. Everyone eats lunch at 12 o'clock. But I can't focus until I've eaten something in the morning because then I just think about food when I'm, like, trying to do other work. So 
I also love lunchtime and just eating with my family because it's the one time during the day where we're actually together before dinner because I feel like we only really see each other during meals. So um, I think that mealtime is a nice way to like reconnect with them throughout the day and just like check in with each other. And when we're not eating together, if someone has a meeting, I do be watching Soul Eater at lunch. <laughs> nice too. <laughs> um, and also, I've been trying to cook a little more. I started cooking a bit and helping my mom in the kitchen, and I've been trying to make at least like one meal a week. Um, and planning recipes and buying groceries is really fun. Um, when you're only responsible for one meal, I feel like if you're responsible for your entire diet, it becomes like really <laughs> stressful. But one meal a week is like, that, that's very doable. Fun, little activity, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been cooking a lot more with my parents too over quarantine. It's nice like just kind of picking things up through osmosis and like one day I'll be able to like make these meals by myself when I go off to college and don't have a dining plan anymore. <laughs> one day. <laughs> also in quarantine I've been making a lot of late night ramen. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I probably have but yeah it's not healthy but it makes me happy and it relieves stress. Mm -hmm. So like, again, like, is this self-care or self-destruction? Like, I don't know, probably <laughs> both. It's just, like, mental self-care, but physical self-destruction. Yeah, the other day, I, like, I was really craving something salty. We don't have ramen anymore. I'm so upset. I can't have late-night ramen. But I made myself some late-night popcorn. And it was, like, a huge bowl, and I couldn't finish it. So then I had to text my sister to make her come downstairs and help me finish it. <laughs> but, yeah, like... Going off of what you guys never really had a very complicated relationship with food. And I kind of just eat whatever I want, especially because at home, my parents like cook pretty healthy. Um, and my mom <laughs> always emphasizes healthy whole food that she grows straight from the garden. And she'll like get mad at us if we put soy sauce on her vegetables because she's like, you ruined the whole food with your sauces and you need to like enjoy the authentic flavor of the earth and it's like okay I'm sorry for like flavor mom but <laughs> yeah we like emphasize health but not to any like extreme you know so it, it just be what it is authentic flavor of the earth what even is <laughs> I know it's it's a thing according to my mom promise me Imagine having a food market in your backyard. You could never. Honestly, like we do. Oh my god! The other day, my mom was like, "For your birthday, you should like invite your friends over, and they can come like pick their own vegetables from my garden." <laughs> so you're gonna start like a pick your own farm? Yeah, it's like a straight ass orchard in my garden. Pick your own farm in in like North Potomac or what is it, Rockville, Maryland? Yeah. Wait, I mean, Kelly has chickens and everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, at some point, I think my mom was thinking about getting a goat. So, like, we're pretty much a farm now. Wow. That's she won't get you a dog, but she'll get you a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she said we could get a dog if it helps with herding the chickens and if it lives outside. So, like, no, I couldn't subject a dog to that life. <laughs> yeah. Get a border collie. <laughs> But going back to what Callie was saying about food, um, yeah, like, honestly, like, I watch my diet, but also, like, not really. Like, in college, when I was responsible for what I was eating, I think I was a little more conscious about, like, building different types of food every day. But at home, I kind of just eat what I want because my parents don't really cook unhealthy food. And I think, like, with food, at least, I've always known my limits. Yeah. At school, 
I ate a lot of tater tots. Like, I'm not even going to lie, like tater tots every meal. But I also ate a lot of salads. So like, you know, it balances <laughs> out. <laughs> That's how nutrition works. <laughs> exactly. I feel like at home, it's also a little easier to watch what I eat since my parents are pretty healthy. Um, And I've pretty much cut out dairy and animal byproducts from my diet. And I felt a lot better about that and might cut out meat, but that's more of a journey because I kind of love chicken. So (laughs) it'll be really, it'll be really hard to do that. But (laughs) at some point I'd want to try it. Because I've been talking about this a lot, but like there's this documentary on Netflix called The Game Changers where they talk about how veganism and vegan diets can improve your like health from a biological standpoint and also your like athletic performance. And they talk to Olympic athletes and like world-class athletes who have transitioned to veganism and how that's helped their like bodies and performance. And it's super convincing and I really just want to try veganism for like a week. So maybe (laughs) that'll happen at some point, but... It's definitely- we'll do it for a podcast episode. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and we can talk about it. And then me and Clarissa will go back to meet, and Isha will be a lifelong vegan from then on. Right. Well, I, I, I feel the like- transformation will happen here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We went over some of the physical um, aspects of our self-care routine, but we know that mental and emotional health is just as important. So what have you guys been doing to work on that aspect of your self-care routine? Uh, okay, so the first thing on our list is journaling. And we all know Kelly loves this. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. <laughs> but I guess for me personally, like I've tried to get into journaling. Like I tried over like this summer. I think I wrote one entry. And then I tried over fall semester last school year. But like I also really couldn't get into it. And like low key, my journal is entirely like angsting about boys, <laughs> which is like really trashy, and I don't like that. And also, though, I feel like I'm also kind of just try hard about journaling, and I feel the need to like write down like everything that I'm feeling. And then obviously, I never finish, and then I don't want to start again because I feel like I didn't finish last time. Mm-hmm. But self-care isn't about perfection and I feel like I need to get over that too yeah for sure like I'll talk about that later but yeah I have a journal that I write in very very occasionally only if I'm super stressed but I was reading some of my old entries and literally (laughs) everything is I'm so stressed or I'm so annoyed by xxxxx and I'm like what like (laughs) why is this like a, a pattern of me just like annoyed and stressed So I think that I should also write down good things. Like, this is a good thing that happened today. (laughs) Like, all the bad things that are happening in, like, like, a string of entries. (laughs) Okay, so we all know Callie has been waiting for, like, ages to talk about journaling on this podcast. So, like, again, I think it's about the mentality that you have around journaling because I feel like it's this activity that has a very certain, like, aesthetic about it. So people, like, try to achieve that aesthetic Or they, like, put pressure on themselves to journal every single day and then feel bad and give up when they, like, when they inevitably skip a day. But for me, it's, like, literally just a notebook that I use to collect notes and thoughts. And I just, like, write down, like, whatever the hell I want in there. Like, flipping through my old entries, I have notes on, like, SJ budgeting stuff. I have, like, review questions for my classes or plans for the next week. And, like, same thing with bullet journaling. There's, like, especially this certain aesthetic about it so people will feel bad if it's not like pretty or consistent or anything but like for me like 
bullet journaling is all about functionality and creativity and you just gotta go with the flow you know <laughs> but yeah <laughs> for me journaling and using my journal as a mode of reflection is super helpful especially if it's about things that I don't really want to like talk to other people about a lot of the times it helps me just like slow down and like process my thoughts going from like a to b to c like logically because otherwise if i'm just like thinking my mind will go from like a to like j to z and back to e and all over the place um and sometimes i'll have like a thought stewing in my mind for days and when i write it down i feel like very relieved and like i feel catharsized is that the right word <laughs> catharsized i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean and a lot of the times when i can't sleep at night because of like one tiny thought I'll pull out my journal and I'll like be sitting on my bed in the dark and like writing and just spewing on my thoughts and I like enter this very strange like zen flow mode where I'm just like writing out six pages of thoughts where I thought it was like one tiny thought but when I unpack it it's like so many different thoughts and then I kind of figure out like why I feel the way I feel and then when I'm done writing I'll like try to go back to sleep and it's a lot easier um but then it's also really funny like the same thing when I wake up in the morning and read my like illegible texts to random people at 3am I'll like wake up and like look through my journal pages and it's like straight up chicken scratch like I have no idea what I was writing because I was literally like writing in the dark writing blind um but yeah like my journal very precious to me I've been I've been journaling since um like junior year and my mom got these like free notebooks from her company and they're very nice but they're also like very cheap so I don't feel bad about like writing ugly in them or anything but I'm very sad because I've had like six of the same notebooks from my mom's company and I'm almost running out and we don't have another one this is the last one so I don't know what I'm going to do after this I need to find another notebook <laughs> that's really admirable that you have that consistent outlet for your thoughts and emotions I think that's really like a healthy way to process things so yeah it's my baby. <laughs> I think another form of emotional processing and relief is meditation um, or mediate so so, as <laughs> Callie wrote on the document. <laughs> uh, I was writing it as a joke, but Clarissa had things to say, so we kept it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I used to do this in college, but not really at home because I feel like at home it's like one big nap anyway but I used to go to meditation classes at Epley every Monday mm -hmm. and I always felt like so relaxed after because Heike I would just take like a nap and <laughs> actually like yesterday Kelly texted the group chat that she tried to meditate and then she almost fell asleep and I was like no Kelly that's what I do like, that's the <laughs> that's point the of point. meditation it's an excuse to take a nap <laughs> which like no that's not actually the point of meditation but that's how I meditate <laughs> Just sleep. Exactly. But I remember like TASA meetings were Mondays at 7 and the meditation class started at 8.25. So I would sprint across campus from Stamp to Epley at like 8.15 <laughs> so I could make it to the meditation class. And I guess like TASA presses if you're listening, like I'm sorry, that's why I always <laughs> left the GPMs early. <laughs> Uh, also, I used to meditate in bed late at night and like especially when I was really stressed, it was a good way to unwind and like take like 15 minutes for myself at the end of the day, even if it was like 3 a.m. 
Although mm-hmm. one time I fell asleep while meditating and like the lights were on and I had like headphones on and my roommate woke up and was really confused about like why I was just like laying there like lights on like headphones on too. <laughs> yeah like I tried meditating on and off for the past year or so but like I'm honestly just way too impatient for it like sitting down for 10 minutes and not doing anything really annoys me and my mind keeps wandering and also like this is kind of unrelated but I feel like that's something just about like I always have to be doing something I'm very uncomfortable with like stillness like for example I'll get really impatient while watching YouTube videos so I'll like like be scrolling through YouTube like suggestions while watching a video because I can't just like sit and watch a video which is also why I like TikTok because <laughs> it allows me to scroll so much and it's so like engaging and also I can't fall asleep at night without like listening to a video or a podcast or something which is really bad for me like that's probably something I need to fix like self-care self-destruction self-destruction who knows (laughs) my dad tried to get us to do family meditation so we'd sit in the living room and he'd put a timer for five minutes and we'd all just like close our eyes and sit together (laughs) but like I keep opening my eyes and like looking at other people and like my sister and I would start laughing so it didn't work but we do family prayers every night which I think is sort of similar because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't consider myself religious at all but I'm still pretty spiritual but my I still do them because my mom really cares about it and she finds a lot of strength and focus in prayer and it's nice to have one thing that we all do together in the evenings as a family to reflect on our day and you know think a higher power for our successes even if we don't all believe in the same higher power and you know just hope for a better day tomorrow and I think that's like has some power and strength in and of itself so oh so cute I know (laughs) So the next thing we had on our list was friendship, and we've already talked a lot about this. Like, we had a whole episode. I feel like we touch on it, like, every single time, but we just wanted to include this in here because friendship is also a very important part of self-care, just, like, being able to vent to your friends and have some social interaction. Very good for your health. (laughs) And then moving on, so I put on here reading a book. So, like, Reading has always been a really important way I relax and escape, but I feel like I've kind of stopped doing this in college. So I would say that reading was an important part of my self-care routine in like middle school and high school. And like now I feel like reading requires like a peace of mind and a block of time. And I guess it's kind of telling that I don't feel peaceful enough to do it in college. But recently I signed up for a book subscription box because I love subscription boxes, but basically, like, (laughs) someone sends you a book, like, every month, and it's newly released, so, like, they go through the books being released and choose the best ones, so, like, hopefully this will push me to read more if I don't have to, like, take the time to choose books and, like, maybe work in, like, a regular reading time. Mm -hmm. I am lucky enough to have my resident librarian, my sister, like, recommend books for me. (laughs) If I need a book, I just go to her, and she's like, oh, read this, this, and this. I'm like, okay. So the MPL Hold to Go service has been so good, and I recently got the Devil Wears Prada, which I started reading a couple nights ago, and a lot of people don't know that the book actually came before the movie, and that's, like, kind of a fun read. So, and I also got Into Thin Air by John Crocker, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. So, oh, yeah. Oh, is that the one where he, like, goes into the wilderness and just, like, survives? That's, like, 
the Mount Everest one where he goes to Mount oh. Everest and then like I think there's like an avalanche or something I don't know I haven't started that book, <laughs> but it's really it's like a really popular nonfiction like biography type book mm-hmm. um, and yeah I'm really excited to cut into those and I've also had Don Quixote literally sitting on my nightstand for the past week and it's just been kind of staring me down like I'm looking at it right now <laughs> So intimidating and I've been too overwhelmed to start it since it's just really long but I've heard from everyone and even the love of my life John Fish on YouTube that it's freaking amazing so I really have to get started on that and at least try and give it a chance so. mm-hmm. my sister showed me this app called overdrive where you can borrow ebooks from the public libraries so I've been trying and it hasn't really been working but I just started just mercy by Brian Stevenson and it's about like this lawyer who helps condemned men on death row because a lot of them just like had no civil, um, had no legal services. So it's like super up my alley. And I feel like this one's going to be one that I actually finish. Um, and honestly, I prefer like real books over ebooks, especially now that I'm at home and I don't have to like worry about carrying the books around campus with me. But ebooks just kind of make my eyes hurt, especially after being on Zoom all day. So Maybe each is right, and I'll start using actual books from NCPL. <laughs> but yeah, when we had books to read for book club over quarantine, um, I really liked just spending an hour or two curled up in bed with my laptop, like on a slide, so I could read the PDF. <laughs> but you know, it's just a good time, and it's not something I do regularly. Although I wish I did, and maybe I should like put more effort into that. Yeah, you saying that makes me really miss like high school, and I used to read a lot. And like, even when I was taking fantasy literature and I had to read every day, it was like a treat to like sit down with a book and like curl up on a couch or something. But now I'd have to work it in and like, I'd feel guilty for not like being productive, especially because reading, like you kind of have to like sit there for at least half an hour. Otherwise it's just like, you're not going to get anywhere mm-hmm. at all. But however, we shouldn't feel guilty about self-care. That's the whole point of this episode. We take time for self-care because self-care is productive. Mm -hmm. I know. We're working (laughs) towards that. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) You haven't gotten it already. (laughs) Also, it must be said, because I've been spending a lot of time on this, and I guess this is like my version of TikTok, but I think arguably less sinful. Um, Probably. Animal Crossing. Um, please get an, a switch so I can play Animal Crossing with you guys or with Callie's sister. Tassapalooza. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> By the time this releases, Tassapalooza will be over. Oh, well, if you came to Tassapalooza, then you know you got the switch. <laughs> and you'll know more than we did uh, while we're recording this. So you're like Ooh. ahead of us, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, also just video games in general, like I'm not like, I don't identify as a gamer girl (laughs) because like I don't really play traditional video games and like I don't game like that much, but I play like story-based indie games that are like reading a book or watching a movie, but just like interactive. Mm -hmm. So like I think video games for me serve the same purpose as a book, like it's an escape and like a story, but I'm not like actually coordinated enough to like legitimately game. Yeah, actually, like, gaming is hard. You know, I tried playing League once. I was just so bad at it. And people people on my team reported me because they thought I was, like, trying to make them lose on purpose. And I was like, no, this is just, like, my first game. <laughs> but that was, like, back in high school. So, you know, old, old. Yeah, I think my only, like, gaming experience is with the Wii, you know, like, <laughs> like 
super smash bros brawl we sports resort like call me a gamer girl, <laughs> oh you should you should really ask your flexing dang um and yeah to finish this episode off i think we'll talk a little bit about um our relationship with self-care any developments we've had and how we found these routines to either work or not work and what we want to improve so for me we were kind of planning this episode yesterday and my sister was in the car while I was driving home and she was roasting me for Isha uh-huh. were you driving or was your sister no, driving she was driving oh, okay I'll, oh because you, you haven't got your insurance yet okay yeah. I'm sorry Hopefully I'll, I'll get that done either like sometime today or tomorrow. Okay. But yeah, I got my driver's license, gang. <laughs> Stay off the road, kids, because now I'm <laughs> But um, my sister was roasting me yesterday, saying that my self-care routine was watching Coffee with Garan, which is like an Indian like celebrity talk show. Um, he has this thing called the rapid fire round where he asks all these like juicy questions to Indian celebrities and they like <laughs> answer the questions and he's so problematic but those episodes are just so fun to watch and she's like not wrong because I feel like this semester I just piled a lot on my plate and I burned myself out until Friday or like the end of the week where I just crash on Friday night and do absolutely nothing. So I think there are a lot of things that have been working for me and I found solace in certain activities and, and things, but when I'm doing well, I'm doing really well, but when I'm not doing well, I just dig myself into a hole of more work, which is like a really unhealthy mindset around productivity to make myself feel better, which really isn't helpful. And just like, I don't really have a great balance between like self-care and work. I just like do work throughout the week and then oh self-care is like Friday night and then that's it so I think I need to work on that a little more yeah I find myself in like the exact same pattern like I don't want to work so I'm really unproductive during the week but then I panic and I burn myself out and then I like can't work anymore and then I like don't work and then it's like a bad cycle but I also think part of that is just because I didn't do anything over the summer and like now it's like harder to get back into the habit of things so I think it'll get better after like a few weeks yeah but I think in general my relationship with self-care has gotten worse in quarantine or like it was better during the summer because I wasn't doing anything but self-care but like the minute <laughs> school started I got like way worse at taking care of myself and like I think part of it is actually that in college like we were independent so like you are responsible for taking care of yourself but like at home like my parents are here so it almost feels like I can like pawn off that responsibility on someone else, even though that's like not at all how like self-care works, you know? <laughs> and then also just like the lack of physical separation. And it's also so much harder to schedule in things with friends. So, mm -hmm. but I think my goal for quarantine this semester is to build in like daily self-care instead of my weekend crash and then like week long uh, panic. Um, so like, like I said earlier, like reading 30 minutes a day, I think that's a doable thing, especially because I looked at my screen time today because it's Sunday and like they send you the screen time and I spend seven hours a day on my phone. And I was like, that's like Me a full-time job. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. And then also going biking every day now that the weather is nicer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like there are certain things like journaling that I've kept up since like junior year and like those things are like my self-care go-tos and 
honestly I'm very flexible with it like whenever I need to journal I'll just journal when I don't need to journal I'll put it aside for weeks at a time but you know the whole thing we've been talking about productivity with like the super unhealthy mentality I've been working on fixing that because back in high school my definition of productive was like solely school and violent activity so I feel really bad about taking time to chill but as I said before self-care is a form of productivity so we shouldn't be feeling guilty about taking time to ourselves. And, you know, developing these routines and habits is super helpful. Like I've been working out a lot more consistently and other times I'll just like bum out for a night and call it self-care, which like is, it is self-care. So I don't know. I think it's just being able to like listen to your body and knowing what you need at that particular moment. So this was supposed to be a short episode, but probably by the time you reached the end of it, it wasn't. So thanks <laughs> for sticking it out. Um, self-care can be really difficult to balance as we've all experienced, but we think it's really important. It's a really important skill to learn and feeling good about your health, both physically and mentally is really important in order to be productive in other areas of your life. So let us know what your self-care routines look like or even make a TikTok about it. I'm sure Callie will see it at <laughs> no shape but shape. <laughs> okay, like honestly, I probably will. I spend way too much time on the app, but like also those like routine vlog types of videos are very nice. So like if you have a self-care routine and you post a TikTok about it, let me know. I will watch. <laughs> or a YouTube video. I really like those aesthetic YouTube videos with just like, music in the background and they just like vlog their day. Um, yeah, and be sure to follow our Instagram for updates at pod.bestbuds. Um, love you guys so much and see you next time. Bye. Bye.